daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello, and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that promises to love you for 50 years more, even when your bosoms sag down to the floor. Uh, that is a Mr. Deeds quote because of the uh, the poem and the fact that before we start recording, you went, do you remember Mr. Deeds? <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss him. <laughs> I remember being very harsh on Mr. Deeds. I think if we watched that now, I'd be like immediately in the castle because I've become very easy on these films now. You'd be like, it's charming, it's delightful, I loved Longfellow, I loved spending time with him. I wish I'd seen this when I was younger, then I could feel nostalgic, just like you, Luke Terry. That's exactly what I'd have said. I'm Luke, he's also Luke, and this is the Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about everything that Adam Sandler's ever done, be it a film, a TV show, or heck, even a comedy special. (laughs) What are we looking at this week, Luke? This week we're going to be watching Adam Sandler's Netflix stand-up special, 100% Fresh which I'm guessing is a dig at the fact that all of these films are like 0% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a quite a good title. I quite like that. Yeah, I like the title. I think Adam Sandler does famously criticise the people who are reviewing his films. Me and you are those now, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. It looks quite fun. Have you ever seen any of his stand-up from when he was younger, though? I've not actually, really. I've, I've seen a few clips here and there of Saturday Night Live, but it's not straight up stand-up the closest i've got is funny people and going overboard where he plays stand-up comedians and both of those aren't proper stand-up comedy they're just stand-up comedy bits in a comedy film which Mm -hmm. which suck yeah Um, because you're never going to use your best content are you for a bit of a film like a segment if you had really good stuff then you'd be out touring it rather than doing it in a film i guess yeah i mean i pray that that wasn't his best material in funny people where all he's doing (laughs) is talking about his penis size over and over again obviously his netflix deal has produced some charming films like hubie halloween and also that really good one fucking say it don't say it if you say those three words (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna get in my car drive to halifax Halifax, wherever it is you're from in yorkshire i'm gonna gonna get in my car i'm gonna drive up there to the north i'm gonna fucking slap you oh my god luke (laughs) terry's still reeling from the film the do-over which we talked about literally two weeks ago and he's just still so mad yeah i can't stop thinking about it. it's like i watched it yesterday <laughs> you need to let it go uh yeah i've seen a few clips from 100 percent fresh because i think he's playing a lot of music in it isn't he yeah i think so I, I think there's two bits from this that have gone kind of viral was it keys wallet phone is that what it's called i remember a lot I of people so. sharing that on like facebook and whatever quite liking it and is this the one which has the redo of uh, grow old with you yeah yeah i think that's on like spotify i think there's a spotify album of this stand-up so i'm guessing there's going to be a few songs in there you know we Um, love it when sandler sings when you look at the reviews of this a lot of people are saying this is the first thing he's done with netflix which is worth watching and people have reacted quite positively to it like uh, there's quite a lot of love for his stand-up and yeah i'm quite excited to kind of see it because i've never seen his stand-up outside of these films i think i've seen him in a few interviews and whatever and i I think as a person he seems quite likable and good and whatever so it'd be nice to see him not playing like a dickhead character which he does quite often like michael newman for example it'd be nice to see him be himself and i think you could predict the jokes are probably going to be stuff about being a dad and whatever that's probably going to come into it a lot because i think that's shaped his career quite a lot a lot of these films are about being a father aren't they so it's always about family, fatherhood, friendship, like nice themes. He always seems like a really nice man. So yeah, I'm quite excited to watch this one, to be honest. And it's bloody short as well, which is great. It's really short. You could fit two of these in one funny people and still have a bit of wiggle room, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when we watch these films, we have a Sandler scale, which is a bingo sheet made up of all Adam Sandler's tropes, like fast food, an appearance by Nick Swardson, our favourite. Someone in a bikini, mm-hmm. that always happens. Uh, someone doing a silly voice are we gonna do that for this i think we should but i think maybe we could change bits of it to like joke about 
So instead of being like Colonel Sanders, it could be joke about KFC. Maybe retool it a little bit. Things that could actually happen in a stand-up. Joke about getting hit in the nuts rather than someone actually getting Getting hit hit in the nuts. nuts. Yeah, Yeah, I think it could work. It's still a Happy Madison production, I think, as well. So you can imagine that it's going to be there. Maybe we can add in joke about penis. We know he likes those from funny people. If there's any jokes about his penis size, I'm going to be fuming. It'll be an immediate pit for me. That's how (laughs) much I hated the stand-up in funny people. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy that. What is your like view on stand-up in general? Do you like stand-up comedy? Yeah, I love stand-up. I've not been to many stand-up gigs beyond like Lee Evans. Do you remember him when he used to do the... The big road show. I liked him at the time. It's, I it's hate not Lee Evans so much. I like a few like uh, James Acaster's really good uh, as a British comedian. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit lost on our American audiences. I really like stand-up comedians on like podcasts and stuff as well. I think they're they're always like really funny like Richard Heron's podcast is really good and then American ones I guess like John Mulaney's really funny there's quite a few what about you I'd say I'm kind of the same I've never I don't think I've ever been to a stand-up gig I've probably seen comedians like comparing it gigs and things like that maybe like music gigs you know yeah I agree I think there's quite a good British comedy scene at the moment I can't remember the last time I actually sat and watched a whole stand-up like a special or whatever that was like an hour and a a half long or whatever I think I kind of prefer it in small doses and I prefer to watch as you say like podcasts or I prefer to watch like things like mock the week where they have like little segments and it's in small doses rather than a whole hour or so because you have to be I think you have to be really good to carry that yeah it depends as well on the kind of comedian like I think it was David Mitchell said something like his opinion on like panel shows he was like that is the root of like good comedy now is in panel shows because mm-hmm. you get unexpected moments. I think some of the best comedy I've seen recently has been in like Would I Lie to Would You? Would I Lie to You is the best, isn't it? Yeah. Taskmaster's the best one. Yeah. So funny. Stand up, I do love though as well, but I find sometimes comedy comes from like different places sometimes a little bit better i think i would definitely go as far as to say though that i've never watched an american stand-up comedy really yeah you should watch john mulaney's ones on netflix they're quite funny i think it is the difference between british and american i think american ones can come out feeling very very cocky and assured whereas british ones all the jokes are sort of like those self-deprecating and oh don't you get find this so annoying and stuff like that and like all sort of nicer level whereas american ones are like chris rock just shouting have you watched Dave Chappelle? He's he's quite good. Um, uh, I, I haven't watched enough of his stuff to like yeah. really have. So his older stuffs. Good. Who's the really famous one from the nineties, the eighties? Seinfeld. 90s. No, no. He's massive, isn't he? <laughs> How about air, airline food? What's the deal with all that airline food? <laughs> I can't think of a punchline. That's what I mean. I just hate that stuff. No, there's uh, Bill Bill Hicks. He was really good. Uh, he died very young as well. He was a very good satirist. And mm. yeah, it's good. The last one I watched was actually Norm MacDonald, who appears in loads of these films. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched his. Uh, he's pretty good. I prefer his like, stuff on podcasts, though. His appearances on like late night talk shows. But yeah, it was quite funny. He has quite a few good bits. Uh, on his Netflix one. Netflix have kind of presented themselves the way they differentiate themselves from like Amazon and Disney is that they're doing this Netflix comedy thing. Mm -hmm. They're all like filmed really well. They're like filmed on like these really high definition 4K cameras and whatever. So I look forward to seeing every bead of sweat and every little beard hair in those sandless sideburns. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm quite looking forward to this one because it is broken up by songs and maybe potentially like skits and whatever rather than just all out being just Adam Sandler telling jokes. It'll hold my uh, short attention span when it comes to stand-up. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a weird one to discuss because it's not like a film, it's not like a plot. We're just going to be discussing a man telling jokes. So, <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit of a yeah. short and a bit of a shit episode. But yeah, <laughs> it'll be a refreshing one, I think. Right. right, so grab your microphone, get on stage, and let's uh, let's all go and watch Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh. Will it be 100% fresh or will it be rotten like Ooh. the do-over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. Cool. Bye. Bye. You are now listening to The Sandler Pit. You want to hear a, a true uh, Adam Sandler story? <laughs> One, two, three, four. And we are back having watched 100% Fresh, the stand-up comedy special on Netflix from Adam Sandler. Usually at this point, I would say, Luke, can you tell us the story? But as this is a 73-minute long stand-up, there actually isn't really much of a story. I could say the format. 
which, which did surprise me. This isn't a stand-up special, which I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a film stand-up bit. And in fact, it's like bits and pieces from different stand-up sets. And they sometimes like cut them in the middle of the set in one location and continue it in another place. Why do you think they did that? It was really weird. I liked it, but... It's kind of like a greatest hits thing. That's what it felt like, isn't it? There was like a few songs where he would do one verse in like a huge stadium. Mm. And then next thing you know, he's doing the second verse in like a a little bar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Stylistically, I think it was it was pretty cool how they did it like that, actually. Yeah, it took me a while at first. I was like, I wish this was just one show. I'd love to see what this show was like, because at the end of it, you don't really get an idea of what it would have been like to be in the audience, I guess. But once you settle into it, I did really like it. Mm-hmm. It felt quite fast moving, actually, at the start, the way they were cutting between those. I think it starts with him in like a rehearsal, doesn't it? And then clicks to the little bar and then the huge tour that he did. And then um, I remember thinking, because he performs a lot of songs in this. And I think a he lot. did in the first 10 minutes, I think it might have been three or four songs that were quite like bang, bang, bang. I remember being like, you're going to get like whiplash from this if it keeps moving <laughs> like that. But I think tonally and pace wise, like it was actually really um, well done in this way that they edited it. Yeah, I think thinking of the films we've seen, I think the Waterboy maybe I had like the consistent laughing all the way through. But yeah, this one I was laughing most of the way through, except in the last ten minutes when I was crying. Yeah. So it hit me in every emotion that it could possibly get from me. Yeah, as we say, there's a lot going on like early on. There's quite a few quick stories and a lot of build up. And then all of a sudden there's just this weird one two punch at the end of like a really sad song and then like a really romantic, happy but yeah. But yeah, still. Like we have on our soundless scale a dramatic shift in tone or whatever. Yeah, weird tonal um, shift. But this didn't feel weird. It felt, it was the same bloke. It was the same thing he was doing. And it felt unlike a lot of these films. That was very earned, heartfelt moment, I thought. Mm-hmm. We can touch on that in a little bit, the last 10 minutes, because they were really nice. But it kind of felt like almost like his whole career building towards that was uh, quite emotional. How do you want to talk about this? Because I guess we could just go through bits we liked, songs we liked. Should we talk about it? We'll start with songs and we'll film it in one location. And then we'll both <laughs> stop our Zoom call, move to another room. And then we'll speak about like some of the standout jokes. Then we'll both stop, go to like the kitchen, do a bit outside. <laughs> we'll just keep moving it. Then there'll be a bit <laughs> when we're doing it in like a train station. <laughs> that was good. Did you notice when the, he goes into the subway station and he's got a big hood on, everyone's walking past like he's not like the most famous person on earth and he's uh singing all these silly songs about his kids grandma's died so they're gonna go to the bingo hall and steal another grandma yeah. all the songs are like really silly really funny but was that jonathan loughran who was walking with him probably i don't when he i didn't first walked in i thought it was him i didn't notice for sure but in quite a few of the films i've noticed that jonathan loughran's always credited as like assistant to adam sandler if he's not in the films he's even on it as like he's adam sandler's like pa or something it's butler <laughs> we said he was like uh was it ira in funny people seth rogan's character yeah, probably, yeah that probably is what he's like he's probably just like sandman's probably like oh should we have a should we have a coffee and he's like <laughs> no i had a coffee already and then i like no i want one <laughs> he has to go and get it <laughs> there's not many people in this stand-up set i guess that's why we went away from the actors there's one guy do you know who this guy is the guy with the mustache on the piano yeah yeah, I don't know. I, did, I didn't look it up, to be honest. Did you? No, let me have a quick look. Because we um, don't like to get our facts straight. No, I don't like... <laughs> with an mate, you know, usually I get up, like, the IMDb page, the... Uh, yeah. Uh, and all that. I haven't got up anything. Yeah, stuff. we're not very prepared for this episode. <laughs> it's not like a film. It's not like... It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Does it not? So, no. The guy is called Dan Buller. He's funny. He looks, I thought it a really good dynamic where you could just tell that he fucking... Ad- adored Adam Sandler so much yeah and he he's was even like, like laughing at the jokes and they've probably played him and rehearsed him so many times and he's still and he's still like his delivery is very funny he was the producer of Murder Mystery he's a screenwriter I don't think I've heard of him but we've probably seen some of his stuff Dan Buller producer writer, and screenwriter and keyboard player yeah he did murder mystery the do-over and who be halloween i want to say this so this one is directed by steve brill he directed this 
special and I think some parts of it were shot by Paul Thomas Anderson I read and he's got like a thank you in the credits as well yeah that did surprise me which is cool I think that might be why stylistically it does it does look cool just in general it's got like a nice feel to it and so Steve Brill before this was the director of do-over right (laughs) and for me it's no secret I hated the do-over I don't think I've really hated any of the films maybe as much as I hated that one it's not the worst but I hated it (laughs) this one for me is like a total 180 from that Mm. I like I really did like this one and I, I think Adam Sandler's like looking good he's looking happy in this you know I said I think one of the big things I thought in the do-over was that he looks really tired and he's just like phoning it in but in this he's having like the time of his life isn't he he's smiling all the way through it yeah having a little chuckle here and there maybe this is what he wants to do more I don't know but I think he should be doing this like we do joke on this podcast a lot about his singing because he always sings in all the films he's in he, he sings in going overboard doesn't he like a, mm-hmm. yeah. a cover of some song that they don't cover of uh, ain't seen nothing yet duh, yeah. duh. <laughs> in the middle of funny people he just starts singing John Lennon real love for no reason for six minutes him, for six minutes he always sings he sings over the theme songs for loads of these films this is him singing at his best because he's singing very short snappy very funny little comedy songs mm-hmm. He looks like he's having the time of his life. The audience as well. I think that's kind of makes the special how much this audience are like lapping up everything he's saying. Like yeah. this audience adores him and he's never horrible to them either. Because I mean, sometimes stand-ups will be like pick on the audience members and roast them. The closest he, he does is <laughs> he gets all bit. the lights. He gets all the lights and he starts singing this song and then he says, one person is an anti-Semite and all the lights go on this one man. He's immediately like, ah, I'm only messing. Yeah, the yeah. lights off that guy. <laughs> There's some nice audience like interactions and stuff, but yeah, you're right. It's never other than that one joke. He he lets it last for like a millisecond as well. He's like, nah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, it's all it's all quite nice stuff. And there's quite a few times people shout like, I love you, Sandman, and stuff like that. That was lovely. I was lapping that up. It must just be so nice to have that kind of dictation over a room where like Mm -hmm. everyone there like loves what he's doing and he can just have that kind of freedom to do it because the thing's named 100 percent fresh, I guess, as a mockery of the fact that his films do shit yeah but this kind of proves that he has this audience and people do love him including mm-hmm. like at this point me and you yeah really <laughs> like him and this um, really kind of exemplifies it it is nice isn't it and i think it is that kind of thing that like if you're doing stuff that makes people happy why does it matter that it's not getting a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes all the time you know Just in general, I think it's really impressive comparing this to, you know how he's had all these films and stuff? You wouldn't say, oh, Adam Sandler, the stand-up comedian. You wouldn't think that anymore, right? I would compare that maybe to Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Because he's a writer, an actor, and then a comedian. He does stand-up, and I don't know if you've watched him. I've seen a few of his earlier ones. And yeah, I've got kind of a mixed relationship with him because The Office UK is probably one of my top sitcoms like ever. Like I love that show. I think it's great. But when he does stand up, I always feel there's something a little bit patronizing about the way he talks to the audience and how he gets his political agendas into things and all of that. And I don't really find him likable at all. And you get that sort of tone that he thinks he's better than other people, whereas... Adam Sandler is the total opposite of that because he's doing this stand-up. We all know that he's like a a multi-millionaire. He's got this huge house and whatever. But all of his jokes are about how like his kids don't have as many lines in the plays as he wants them to and that um, he wants them to do sports and stuff. Like, for example, like Jerry Seinfeld in the 90s, his whole comedy act was, hey, what's the deal with the subway? You get on the track and, oh, my God, 10 trains arrive at once and all that. And he's just trying to be this everyman. But then yeah. he, come, he came back recently, I think. I didn't watch it. I saw the advert and it was immediately like, when you're at the baseball game and the hot dog guy comes around and all that. <laughs> and I'm like, you are like the richest man on earth. You're not living this life that he's acting out in this stand-up set, surely. But Adam Sandler, yeah, you're right. I mean, he might not have this kind of humble life that it seems like he does have, but you proper buy into it. Like, yeah. he's just like an everyman. I guess that's how he became so famous and good in these films, but it really works in this. With yeah, your Ricky Gervais thing, I agree. I don't really like Ricky Gervais's stand-up. I liked his The Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. He was roasting all the celebrities and stuff. Yeah. I think he's good at that, but Adam Sandler's just a complete opposite 
and I guess it's not a detriment to either of them. Yeah, yeah. That style, but I well, obviously Ricky Gervais makes nice. it. He makes it work, doesn't he? He's made so much money off of it, and he, mm. you know, he sells out arenas and whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just it's just really good to see how much he's managed to maintain. Like if you look at this and then watch, you know, like the Honica song and all that sort of stuff off of Saturday Night Live, he's still just like a little guy who's little just kid. he just thought of something funny, written it down, managed to add a guitar to it, and it still makes him laugh when he's performing it. <laughs> yeah. Even after doing all those, you know, huge films and stuff, it's it's pretty cool that he can still manage to do that convincingly as well. Yeah, it doesn't look like a guy out of his prime or a guy doing it for a paycheck here. It looks like a guy who genuinely just likes to make people laugh and he's got an audience and this is really fun. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, a lot more than I actually expected to as well. Yeah, me too. I was really worried because of, as, as we touched on about going overboard and funny people, the, the stand-up bits in those just didn't work for me. Mm. But this, more or less, I don't think there was a single moment really where I was like, oh, this is bad. I don't think I thought any of the jokes were particularly yeah, yeah. bad. And it is, as we say, it's quick moving. So even if there's a song that doesn't really appeal to you too much you know there's going to be another one coming very soon in literally a second i really like the songs in this they're so fun yeah i think there's something about just completely earnestly liking your life and your family and your wife and your friends that's Mm -hmm. very appealing like i think there's been decades of people being like oh i hate my wife she's a horrible bitch i hate my kids they ruined my life i hate all my friends i hate my fame i hate everything and it's all hate 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 here is just oh i love my wife here's Mm -hmm. all this very explicitly goes into the very engaging sex life (laughs) over and Mm -hmm. over again how much he finds his wife beautiful how much he loves his daughters and there's just something really appealing about it is it. really nice isn't it it's, it's, i think it might be the most positive stand-up that i've ever watched but the one question i have is really how much does jackie sandler queef there's a really long bit a lot. about how much she keeps doing like fanny farts basically <laughs> and it just goes on and on doesn't it he says that there's a point <laughs> there was a time where she did a, a queef on his mouth and farted on his neck <laughs> that bit was so good though because the audience are like going mad there's someone going ah ah just screaming all i didn't hear i didn't hear that you sure that wasn't just you (laughs) it was i was going oh bloody hell he can't be saying that can he can he Yeah, it's funny. That might yeah. be one of the worst bits in the stand-up, and it's still funny. I haven't watched any of his stand-up really before, apart from the old clip on YouTube. So it was kind of interesting to see him making some kind of ruder jokes in that way and swearing a little bit here and there, you know. When you think about it, really, does he swear? You don't really hear him say fuck so much in many of his films. Nah, you hear him say shit. Yeah, he says horse shit and oh, that shit. sort of thing quite a lot and crap. But mm. it was interesting that I mean there's also there's a joke about him really wanting to get to do anal for his birthday. <laughs> that uh, was such a good payoff. Yeah. That really got me. Because <laughs> I mean it's the setup for that. The worst thing I think is trying to describe a joke in general. Yeah. If you've got this far and you haven't seen it, I just want to say a quick thing. Just go and watch it. It's yeah, definitely minutes. watch it's fun. it. It's on Netflix. Everyone's got it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the bit when he's like, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> The, uh, he really wants an anal and he manages yeah. to slowly convince Jackie. Like that whole uh, bloke lad comedy and then the payoff is that it was <laughs> shoving his fist up his ass. Yeah, <laughs> that was, it was very good. Really silly, really funny. I like the ongoing running joke throughout this, which was the ghost. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that was good. So he says that he took his first dick pic, but there was a ghost in the background holding a ruler. And then he keeps making the joke. It keeps coming up later on in the show, this ghost and this ruler over and over again. <laughs> There's a ghost that lives in his house. That Did he say it watched him have sex as well at one point? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was during the queef fart bit. Oh, okay, And then yeah. he's like, ah, I blew the ruler out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It's quite interesting as well with the Sandman is that usually he kind of sticks to this. So when we say about him singing, usually it's like 70s, 80s rock type singing, isn't it? You know, you've got that a lot in um, Wedding Singer and then most of the soundtrack for his other films is always arena rock 70s songs, I guess. In this, there's a couple of times where he sings almost hip hop 
type music got like hoods he's hood up some sunglasses on like phone wallet keys i think that had a bit of a viral <laughs> moment didn't it that was really funny the phone was, it keys. was good wasn't I've it never seen that before if you said to someone oh this is an hour and a bit of adam sandler singing you'd be like oh, fuck but yeah the songs are quite different if it is still the same three notes probably over and over again the songs are very funny they're very catchy they're very different as well i think it's probably worth saying that, that me and you haven't listened to any of his comedy albums so like oh no a good chance that this is exactly the same as what he was doing at the start of his career but we don't have any prior knowledge or experience of that we've come in as people that have just watched these films really yeah i have no point of reference for it what did you think of the like technical filming of it in general it looked nice didn't it the whole way through and it had quite a um it sounds weird to say about a stand-up special but it had quite a like nice nostalgic feel to it yeah it did it's like a sort of brown uh... glow to it isn't there the whole thing has like a nice warm glow I was thinking more, there was one moment where they use aspect ratio as a joke, and I thought that was really funny, and it and it worked well. It was during the song about how they need a hero, and then there's, like, the plane's going down, and then he yes. steps up, and then everyone's, like, kissing him and thinks he's amazing, and then he immediately crashes the plane because he doesn't know what he's doing, and then mm-hmm. and then the train, it's out of control, and he goes up, and everyone's high-fiving him, and yeah. deaf woman signs, good luck, and then he <laughs> Toots the whistle and crashes it. And then an old lady <laughs> is choking to death. And then it cuts in the audience. There's an old lady. Just a random old woman. That, <laughs> I don't know. She was fantastic because the yeah. payoff of him singing to the old lady that she's choking. There's a doctor and he pushes him out of the way. Gives Heimlich and breaks all her ribs. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he's singing about this dynamic action moment, it goes into like a widescreen action film look. And then as soon as he says like, oh, and then I broke all the ribs, it slips back to the normal aspect ratio. And I think that added to the the joke a bit, probably yeah, more so was than cool. it would be seeing it live, I guess. I think that that style of joke is that kind of runs throughout, doesn't it? It's like expectation and then a crazy payoff. So there's just like constant tonal shifts. And most mm. of them end with like old women getting hit. <laughs> it's quite a lot of the usual stuff. We'll definitely talk about it more when we get to the Sandler scale, but yeah, it's not like trying to do the Sandler scale for what was the one we had recently where we didn't get any Merowitz story maybe Merowitz there's a lot more of it than that I got a fair few this has another cameo as well of someone yeah Uh, this is a person that we talk about a lot in a negative light Mm -hmm. dare I say I'm going to talk about it here in a positive light (laughs) Rob Schneider shows up in this as a cosmonaut on Station 69, where him and Adam Sandler are in space and they keep accidentally <laughs> sucking each other's dicks. Well, he doesn't do it by accident, does he, Rob? But Sandler. he doesn't do it by accident. He, and he says it's an accident. And he's fucking a monkey. And he comes down from the roof wearing his cosmonaut outfit on wires. And like, all the stage is lit up like stars. Like stars, yeah. And he goes up and he turns upside down. And Adam Sandler's like, can't keep a straight face laughing. And that's, I think, Rob Schneider at his absolute best for me because mm-hmm. I actually did laugh at his jokes. He's doing a Russian accent because, of course, he is. But what did you think of it? You don't look happy. When he popped up, I was kind of like, I just don't need this. <laughs> oh, I don't need this right now. I think you're right. There, He said quite a few bits that did make me chuckle, but I think it was just like they're bringing Rob Schneider in. He's doing an accent that's not his again. And he manages to make a joke about bestiality. So I was just like, oh, it's the animal crossing. <laughs> all over again as we had a monkey till i fucked it to death (laughs) yeah as you say i've wrote down sandler's really laughing here and i feel like this is kind of showing us finally the way that adam sandler does just find rob schneider hilarious even though we might not Mm. it's kind of like the first time we've sort of seen that relationship in like a can more candid sort of way i guess because they're not worrying about breaking scene so it's kind of nice to see this is just like his little friend that he thinks is really funny he's brought out on stage for a few minutes I mean, this is a man who his career without Adam Sandler proper pushing for it, I don't think would have been anything. But he obviously is just one of Sandler's mates and he he finds it funny. And that made me laugh because how much Adam Sandler was laughing at it. Yeah, it's nice to see it. The thing I thought stood out to me was that there was like an early joke about being an anti-vaxxer. And then a few minutes later, here comes Rob Schneider, the famous anti-vaxxer who loves Trump and being a dick. I did write though in big capital letters, he's not an anti-vaxxer. Adam Adam Sandler believes in vaccinations. That's such a relief. 
He keeps it kind of vague, though, which I think Adam Sandler just does in general throughout I his career. He... But like, it's the everyman thing, isn't it? He just plays it, yeah. plays it safe. He's an everyman, and to be fair to him, fair play. We don't need every single. I think that's a huge problem with modern media and stuff and Twitter. Why should I know the opinions of Ten Second Tom in yeah. reality? You don't really and need yet, to, do you? Everyone becomes a political commentator. People who really shouldn't be, and they have these horrible opinions. It makes you think worse of them. Adam Sandler's kind of stepped away from all debate. He has probably Democratic and Republican and fans, and he just plays it all safe. He doesn't need to be a kind of political figure, mm-hmm. but it is nice that he does believe in vaccinations. Yeah, probably. thank God. We can still support him <laughs> for now. <laughs> I mean, that scene is good and the song is funny. Station 69. It's really um, funny. Really funny song. If we're still stepping away from the last 10 minutes, because we'll discuss that last, what was your standout song before that, do you think, or standout moment, if you've, if you've got one? My standout moment by far, I've got two. The one that made me laugh the most was the Grown Man Pissing in the Shower song. Yeah. That was so good. funny. And he's wearing these massive sunglasses. <laughs> he's like, I'm a grown man pissing in the shower. And then he's talking about how when he was drunk, he pissed the kitchen sink because he's an animal and how his kids are going to be bathing in the bath that he's just pissed in. It yeah, was, his wife's really Luther starting to stink. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good bit, you're right. It's just so silly, really funny. And then my favourite stand-up bit, I think, was the Disney World roller coaster. The roller coaster, yeah. Like, that was very I love that. Well. <laughs> uh, the thing is that he went to Disney World, it was three people allowed at a time. So his wife and two kids went off and he was really annoyed and there was another dad who'd had the same situation. Situation, so they got it on a roller coaster together and like he's like did I just fall in love with him <laughs> and now uh, he wouldn't pay the $65 to get the picture <laughs> it's a millionaire multi-millionaire yeah. <laughs> that's so funny it is good I, I like that one as well because at the start he's like none of these stories have been true so far but this one is this one is real <laughs> I think you could believe it couldn't you do I, you think the other guy knows it's Adam Sandler like sure that's it like well he bought the fucking picture oh you would though wouldn't you wouldn't you love I, to if, go on a roller coaster with Adam Sandler I would love more than anything to go on a roller coaster with Adam Sandler and just hang out with him so he what was Kathy so... Bates really like <laughs> <laughs> he's so so nice what about you what's your standout well I had an early one that I did really like was um, the song called The Slow Motion Man which is one where he does this Bee Gees impression because <laughs> I just liked the build up of him saying is there any Bee Gees fans in the audience I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> and then he does this sort of like half-assed Bee Gees voice for ages and it's just about a guy who walks really slowly around and then eventually gets hit by a bus <laughs> that's what I liked about this was that they're all maybe like a minute and a half long songs they're ones you'd kind of get as like skits on an album or he's probably inspired it but it kind of gave me like a Lonely Island sort of vibe yeah, some of those bits, and I'm sure he he probably did it first. You know, you know, Andy Samberg likes Adam Sandler. Andy Samberg is, I think, says a few times that Adam Sandler was one of his inspirations, and yeah, you can definitely. And I love Lonely Island. I love yeah, Pop Star Never Stops Stopping. Is one of my favorite comedy films. That's I'd even think of that. That's really evident here. It's just cool just to see it like refined, I guess, to this point. This is it because I think yeah. some of these are songs he's done before as well. I think um, there was one as well that I really liked called Bar Mitzvah Boy. It was like that yeah, I love that. On. That's what I mean about it being quite nostalgic because I don't have any, I mean, I'm not Jewish for a start and I've never been to a bar mitzvah and any of that stuff, but like it's like a weirdly nostalgic, nice song that yeah, kind of talking about, about his own him. bar mitzvah, yeah, music. coming of age and vomiting in the sink in front and like <laughs> embarrassing his family and stuff. It's just a nice little sequence, isn't it? And I think that one's actually quite a good song as well. I could see that, like, the, co- the chorus was quite catchy as well as being yeah. funny. I'll throw in here because obviously I'm doing a lot of bloody Adam Sandler drawings for this bloody podcast the drawings for that were really funny they kept obviously he's singing the song in the front and they kept popping up on the screens i don't know who the artist is but they were good, good job. Yeah. our review here and like the way that it's not our usual things kind of giving me flashbacks to when we spoke a lot about the kevin james youtube channel stuff yes can you imagine how I good was... a collaboration between the two of them would be get the canaines to direct it add and write some silly songs and then just make a few good skits and music videos that I would really be like really that. fun actually because yeah. the canaine brothers we've said before are uh, fucking geniuses <laughs> like yeah. absolute geniuses great directors great uh visual artists bring those lads 
get them to bloody direct a few fun shorts, that would be amazing. I'd get Adam Sandler like a little sketch show on Netflix. Get all three of them doing it. I'd, I'd much rather that than like another duo. Another film, yeah. Because he's got to the point in his career, obviously, where not only is he incredibly nostalgic and retrospective, but like he's just doing what he wants to do. And this was like he did Uncut Gems, which is way out of what he'd usually do. And yeah, he did this. And as a throwback to his startup in comedy, and it's very funny. I don't have any criticisms of this, to be honest. I love no, it. No, um, no, me neither. Really one of his best comedy things for me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think as well, um, last year, and, and I suppose this year as well, probably, he's appeared on a lot of chat shows and he's done kind of similar things. I, I saw him on, I think it was either Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking to him a bit about, I think it must have been Hubie Halloween, which obviously is a work of art. But then he was like, oh, I'll just go grab the guitar and show you this song I've written. And it was just like more silly songs like this. So obviously, like, there's probably no stopping him. He'll just keep doing them. So get him, a, get him a YouTube channel. I'd love that. You know what? I think we're going to look at SNL in another future episode, like on its own, because obviously that's where he did his start. But when they did the SNL, I think it was like the anniversary show or something. It was him and Andy Samberg singing silly songs together. Mm-hmm. Why in That's My Boy? Why was that not a musical film? Get them to Lonely Island and Adam Sandler do a, a silly musical comedy where Adam Sandler is his dad and they're both just singing and doing silly songs and silly skits and just yeah. make a funny little film. I'd love it. He's an old rock star whose son hates him <laughs> and wants to take his job. I don't know. I, I would watch it. Or he's like an old rock star that he is inspired by or he doesn't have to be his dad again. Just, yeah, true. <laughs> just get them to because they did have chemistry in that film as well. Yeah, definitely. Similar comedy here with music. I think that would be really fun. Um, the other thing I kept thinking was like, have you watched any, there's quite a few of these sitcoms lately. I don't really know what you'd call them. I would say they're just like, they remind me of like a millennial sitcom. Maybe you'd, that's probably what an older person would label them as. But like, I don't know if you've seen um, Atlanta with Donald Glover. Oh no, I haven't. No. Or there's Is that one. A sitcom? Yeah, pretty much. It's um, yeah, it's more. It's like a half drama, half comedy, I guess. But there's also like one called Nora from Queens with Alquafina, Alquafina, how do you pronounce it? And then there's one with Little Dicky as well. I can't remember. Oh, Dave. It's called I'm Dave. They're all just like sitcoms about people that are kind of Sunny Koufax type, you know, layabout characters that are trying to make it in like an industry. Like the Dave one is, you know, do you know the rapper Little Dicky? Have you ever heard any of his music? No. He did that song with. I think it was with Chris Brown called Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah. heard that one. He, so he's got like a sitcom that's about him struggling to be a musician and getting into all these awkward situations and kind of like sort of struggling to fit in because he's a Jewish white guy who wants to be a rapper. I feel like they could so easily do a good a good sitcom or something like that with Adam Sandler being like a, you know, like he's funny people character. Yeah. They could have done something like that, but as a sitcom and had these sort of good jokes and good song moments and whatever. I'm really surprised that they've never done something like that that's a bit more cool and a bit more, not like necessarily edgy or whatever but the sort of tone would really work for for him to do something say, like that because i would never count like adam sandler especially like in 2010 i wouldn't say he was ever like cool but i think that he's having dare i say a sandler renaissance maybe and, like uncut gems everyone adored it when you see him at the independent spirit award everyone's like lapping up his thing you watch this and like everyone's going mad for it he has got this kind of up-and-coming thing so maybe he should do something a bit more out there i'd rather that than him fall back into making pixels which isn't like artistically you can see here that he's a natural performer natural comedian he's very very funny Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always come across in all his newer films yeah i'd love him to do a yeah it's a shame something like that didn't happen off the back of funny people i think if it was a bit more of a like tighter film rather than that you know epic length and whatever it probably would have hit and had a bit more of that sort of effect yeah i think there's definitely been a few good things he's definitely still got something you know it's not an all is lost situation like it might have been after him doing like just go with it grown up seven and uh do over <laughs> but yeah really funny film the do over yeah <laughs> i look forward to seeing what he does next though because i think off the back Me of too. if last year was a normal year and films could be produced in as much of a good sense you probably would be getting to see the impact of uncut gems on his career a bit sooner but i think we're probably gonna have to wait until his next few films come out whatever they are because they all sound a bit different don't they they don't sound like a hubie halloween ridiculous six 
Olympics type deal. That hustle one sounds closer to Uncut Gems than... Yeah, and then you've got the Spaceman of Bohemia, which sounds insane. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he's, he's in something like that. Do you want to talk about the last 10 minutes then? Yeah, definitely. Before we go to our salad scale. The mad one-two punch of the Chris Farley tribute, which I think we might have mentioned in the past. Yeah, maybe. But... So Chris Farley was an SNL star. I think he started the same time Adam Sandler did. We talk about how Adam Sandler's very nostalgic. Obviously, talks about like people from his past a lot, like his dad. And then, yeah, he sings this song about his mate and it's really sad but not just sad it's really nice it's not just him tributing him he's also going this guy was the funniest guy who ever lived he's keeping that memory alive he's saying oh I make everyone watch your YouTube videos everyone who asked me who was the funniest man ever I say you were and then he makes everyone in this massive packed stadium 25 years after he died like cheer for him and it's uh yeah fucking hell it's really sad. It's impressive that me and you are both saying that as well, because obviously that just speaks for how good it is, because I have seen, I think I've only ever seen him in Billy Madison. I think he's the bus driver. Yeah. And I've seen him in, when I was a little kid, I watched Beverly Hills Ninja, but I don't remember it at all. Mm. And that's it. And Billy Madison recently, I've never seen him on SNL. I don't know anything about the guy, but he makes you know about him. And that's, yeah, he makes that's you believe great. it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he makes him a household name still, and that's great. Really and it's good. a nice tribute in the way that he keeps it honest rather than like fully sugarcoating because I think he died from he had ongoing like alcohol issues and all of that sort of thing and he says something about him going like John Candy and Jim Belushi who both obviously died John Belushi Jim Belushi's very much still with us are they they brothers oh (laughs) so John Belushi maybe they're brothers yeah uh, John Belushi died of substance abuses Mm -hmm. um, I believe yeah there's like a lyric where he says we were warning him to slow down otherwise he'll end up like these guys and he says something about them being like his heroes so he kind of like went the way he wanted which is kind of a hard topic to cover in a song in a stand-up but he somehow pulls it off as well yeah the line about him listening to that song cry and thinking about his dad and then the bit about it's his dad's turn to cry that was it's fucking horrible isn't it awful and it's the fact that he can go from singing about how an uber driver smells like shit and then it turns out he'd actually shit his pants (laughs) to then doing this insanely profound heartfelt song of that must be very difficult Mm. and like just like does them both like perfectly yeah maybe it is a weird tonal shift but it's handled like surprisingly well from the this is from like the guy that like the film before was playing a native american raised white man in an old west film like it's crazy that he can do it still it is really good it's mad there's a lyric in the chris farley uh song as well where he says that if he was still here they'd have been filming grown-ups free do you reckon kevin james is in the audience just wringing his hands I think they were meant to make grown-ups in maybe the 90s. I think we might have mentioned this in the grown-ups episode. Yeah, I think, I think we did. And obviously because of Chris Farley's death, they kind of rewrote, left it, shelved it for years and then brought it back. And Kevin James kind of played the role that would have gone to Chris Farley. Yeah, really sad. I've always think that about him. Even that when the films I don't like that he makes, it seems like most of his films are an excuse to hang out with his friends. He doesn't turn his back on anyone. It seems like he just likes these people, wants to mm-hmm. give them a paycheck and a solid source of income yeah. he wants to make people laugh and do what he loves I mean when he's not doing horrible jokes <laughs> that horrible to minority groups it's, it's works kind well. of um, it's probably a bit hypocritical for us to say that we quite like it because I think it's all well and good until you have to watch and review the films <laughs> <laughs> when you have to talk about the do-over but... yeah, exactly yeah and there's, I think there's even a joke, isn't there, about how um, he says something like, oh, yeah, my fifth grade teacher just called me up and said her, her cousin's moved to Hollywood and he wants a role in my film or something like that. Oh, dear. It's, it's great that he makes a joke like that because then when the credits roll, there's like assistant producer Jim Sandler. There's loads of things <laughs> like that in this. Yeah, he just has his family and pals around. And, yeah. yeah, good for so, him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, and then that leads into the final song. <laughs> Yeah, it's he, a good uh, one. He sings Grow Old With You from the end of The Wedding Singer, but he sings it about his wife, Jackie Sandler. Fucking hell. That is what love should be. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he is so nice. It's like he's not making horrible shit jokes about his wife and being a dickhead about her. He genuinely loves her and he's singing about how great she is. And like, fucking hell. It'd be so easy to just make cheap jokes but mm-hmm. he ends it on a very emotional loving song about his wife for the last 20 years fucking beautiful and it's a callback to arguably one of his like best films as well it's very well-rounded isn't it it's 
It's calculated, heard, but it's bloody well calculated. I've heard both of these songs before we watched this, but I think coming off the back of a lot of silly jokes, they both work really well. One of the best tie-ups to a stand-up set I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's really well done. Like, the nostalgia thing is in full force, though. There's even, like, a bit that shows all the clips from his films, like, behind-the-scenes bits with... I think they had they had every one of these films. They, they had, like, a quick, brief second of it, like, just yeah. as there's the final build-up. There's the moment where... fucking nostalgic about, like... <laughs> Time stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bit when he's going, and to all of you as well, thank you for growing old with, and then just goes through his whole childhood from him as a baby, mm-hmm. him with his parents, him on everything he's ever done, and growing old with me. And it's like, fuck me, man. You blew this out of the goddamn park. Yeah. <laughs> he smashed it. I watched this with my housemate. She was in fucking bits, like, and I was crying. It was an emotional roller coaster. What Does your you? housemate have the same attack? to Adam Sandler that we do. No, not really. Does she have nostalgia for him? I mean, like, she said that she has watched, like, a lot of his films and stuff and likes him, but she doesn't have a fucking podcast. She's not on a (laughs) Truly Happily Madison. talking about it with those boys and but no like so she's just i'd say a layman still hit hard and i think that even people like my mum who doesn't particularly like adam sandler i think even she'd be emotional that chris farley song it was really good i was watching this with my fiance and she she wasn't as keen on just the whole film in general but i think the ending she was like yeah that was good to be fair uh should we go to our sandler scale yeah i think so so we were we were really worried about the sandler scale mm. in terms of oh we're not going to get any of our usual things so we sort of transformed it from instead of McDonald's we'll have joke about McDonald's rather yeah. than just having to see this specific thing so we've sort of tailored it a bit more towards a stand-up and we thought we were going to have nothing to really talk about here but I can tell you I got maybe half of my board how about you how did you do I got four on mine and I got a line I got a line 45 minutes in so my line was Sandler Sings which I got immediately You're in, which I got at the pissing in the bathtub joke product placement I guess it's just mentioning a product by name I got Beats by Dr. Dre yeah that was when I was like it wasn't just him saying Disney or something it was the first product and I was like right cross off for that and that was 45 minutes in there's a song a lot earlier than that that's a song all about sweets so he's like oh I had this I had Cadbury's eggs I had this, I had that. Mate, he lists about 30 sweets. Yet again, Red Vine. I have been very shit <laughs> thinking about this properly. So yeah, it would have been then whenever the urine joke was. Let's say that was about 35 minutes in. And also the other one I got was uh, gibberish, which you get at the little baby joke where he's like holding a baby and he's making these baby noises. And that was very funny. He does all of that stuff so good in this, doesn't he? There's like, really there's does. a bit between songs. I don't know if you remember this, part there's a bit where it cuts away from him i think he makes a really offensive joke and then it happens twice where a voice goes that's too much sand man yeah yeah <laughs> and then it like cuts away and in one of the cutaway bits it's just adam sandler stood in an alleyway shaking his head and going <laughs> like for ages of like his eyes crossed and i was really laughing at it and it went on for like two minutes of him just like dancing in an alley yeah I was like, this shouldn't was... be funny but i can't help but laugh at it he is a naturally funny dude the ones i didn't get i didn't get unearned heartfelt moment i got all earned i didn't get nice property he doesn't really allude to his house being amazing you can do the maths and be like he's playing like the o2 arena of course he's gonna have a nice property sell that place out (laughs) (laughs) are we going nice property the o2 arena (laughs) it's really nice it's definitely not in the o2 arena it'll be in america what is it fucking big arena i don't care i didn't get small town best bloke i guess if we go from his whole life i don't know it's hard he's very nostalgic but right now he's not a small town man yeah he's selling out the o2 arena I didn't get a joke about being illiterate, I don't think. Uh, and I didn't get a joke about bikinis. No, I think that was that a very long shot. I wouldn't have got one of them anyway. So yeah, about 35 minutes in, I guess. But when I spotted it, it was 45. Uh, what about you? Solid. I also did get a bingo. I think it was about 50 minutes in. My line was fat joke. That was in the song with all the product placement. He said something about, and now I have diabetes, was like the ending line of the song because <laughs> he'd eaten all the candy. Good stuff. I had sports team cap. There was quite a few in the audience, but this was a prominent one for me was that there was a close up of someone dressed as Happy Gilmore when he's in his like hockey get up 
and he has like a backwards sports cap on and like yeah. you know the orange jersey whatever it is i had weird tonal shifts so we've spoken quite a lot about that for the ending bit and that's not actually what i noted it for quite early on i think the first song that he performs it's like a really sweet love song and then it ends with someone getting run over by an electric car and it's like a sudden stop <laughs> so i was like that's a tonal shift okay and fair i think if you're going to take it that way there's at least like 50 of those because that's his joke in this i love the joke as well where he's like who do you argue in the court with if it's a self-driving car and say that a tesla arrives at the court with a neck brace on yeah <laughs> yeah that was good it's really funny i also ticked opens with flashback because it opens with them rehearsing the performance it also ends with flashback pictures of him as a as a kid very nice yeah i also ticked fart joke because of course you're going to get a fart joke that was in the smelly uber driver song i've quoted a line that was he smells like a butthole <laughs> but that's not necessarily a fart joke but there was definitely a lot of there fart, was a lot later on about jackie sandler's farts so. yes yeah i didn't get fast food there was a lot of stuff about sweets or candy to the american listeners didn't tick that didn't tick a ball joke didn't have violent kids had violence being done to kids mm. i think there's a few bits about kids getting like slapped around and whatever and the baby was in like jeopardy it was like help me no kids were being violent in this no jokes about it and i didn't tick man dressing as woman because there wasn't any of that either um yes there was was there, there was chris farley was dressing as a lunch lady ah, in the song very for the good. first time <laughs> ever it. In 25 episodes <laughs> or whatever we've done, I have finally spotted something you haven't. <laughs> He's going to sell out the Yota Arena next. <laughs> He's on his way. Very good. Oh yeah, one thing before we decide. Did you notice, did you watch the post credits? It was a footage that he had filmed of Sonny and, uh, not Sonny and Cher. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny and, and Sadie. Sadie. Of them making little jokes. They're not good because they're kids. But they're good kids. Whatever, but they're about funny little kids. Like, talking about farting and stuff. He just loves these kids. Love it. I think we said something, we were talking about funny people and you said something about how Judd Apatow always puts his kids in things and you were like, they're not funny and I don't like them. <laughs> But now look at you. When it's when it's Adam Sandler doing it, you're like, oh, I love it. It made me cry. <laughs> He's changed my mind about marriage and children. <laughs> Seventy kid- minutes before this, I was like, I never want any of them. And now I'm like, bloody hell. Need Go a little, find uh, me a Jackie. To I need a Jackie. <laughs> I, need, I need an Adam. Fucking hell to sing a song about me. Oh. Twenty years after being married. You could probably pay Joe Tarone to do it. He'll sing a song about you if you want. How much would does he take Quest to sing a song about pretending he's in love? Of me. He gets paid in Doritos, so just send him a few bags of cool originals, he'll be all right. <laughs> That's really silly. So, Luke, 100% fresh. Do you think that this film deserves to be a sellout at the Sandler Castle, or do you think that all of the jokes have flopped and that they've they've died and ended up in the Sandler pit? Very much for me, this is in the upper pantheon of the Sandler Castle. It's very, very funny. It's very short. The jokes are so fast and quick. It's silly humour that's not harmful. It's a man being earnestly nice about his wife and children for 70 minutes whilst making jokes about his balls. I really like it, and I would honestly recommend it to anyone. What about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agree. Don't really need to say much more than what we've said in the whole episode, but I just think it's like a really solid 70 minutes showcase of what makes Adam Sandler good. You could recommend so many of the films to show what's not good about him and why a lot of people don't like him and why we were kind of in the middle. But I reckon if we'd watched this earlier, your opinions on him would have probably changed a lot quicker. Yeah. uh, yeah. But also it's a good thing to watch afterwards because it's a good culmination of everything. And yeah, it's nice to watch a stand-up that's so fast moving that you it's not just a man on a stage and it's also i don't know like strangely nostalgic likable i think it's worth a watch i was worried we were never gonna have a positive episode again after our do over <laughs> which was miserable but yeah, yeah this was uh this was fun okay so away from that i have created a sander game for you you ready to play yes so i have done something incredibly creative and made a game called who the sand am i which it's not a pun it doesn't mean anything so in this one i've taken the popular parlor game 21 questions we've kind of played it before we used to have pre-drinks and we used to do the post-it note on the head game do you remember that oh right yeah i've got three different characters from the films that we've watched i've sort of broken them down into easy medium and hard and i was thinking we'd do 21 questions you ask me you know for example am i a man whatever i'll just give you yes and no's and you just have to guess who they are what film they're from are they all played by adam sandler no no they're just people they're characters just characters from these films okay that's a really fun game very clever bit lazy 
All I had to do was write down three names. You ready to go with the first one? I'll give you easy mode first. Okay, so I get 21 questions. I'll make a note of how many I, I ask. Cool, yeah. So here's what I'm doing, okay? I've got this name. It's on a piece of paper. We're pretending COVID's not a thing. I'm licking this paper, slobbering all over it, putting my germs on it, and then slapping it onto that forehead. Here oh, we God. go. Uh, was I in a film in the last 10 years? No. Oh, doesn't really help. <laughs> was I in a film that we have covered in this podcast yes was i in a film that we have put in the castle yes oh it doesn't narrow it down as much as you'd think it would though (laughs) you think of some of the crazy things that we've done was i in a 90s sound film yes right okay that narrows it down quite a bit was i in the water boy no fuck I can't remember any of the other ones from the 90s that we've done. Uh, give me a second. Was I in... Was I in Big Daddy? No. Fuck, that's my fifth question. So, was I in Mr. Deeds? No. Fucking hell, what's going on? Deeds was a 2001, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, You're shit. missing a big one here. You're going to kick yourself, because we've only done two films from the 90s, I think. We <laughs> haven't done the earliest ones, have we? Yeah, going yeah. Overboard was 80s, right? Yeah, that was 80s. I didn't say... That wasn't a question. I just started no, no, it, no. and then I stopped. God, have we done another one from the 90s besides Big Daddy and... Mm-hmm. You're going to kick it yourself. Been, it must have been really early days. No. Oh, matter. oh, was I in The Wedding Singer? Yes. Am I a man or a woman? It's yes, no's only. Right, yeah. Uh, am, I, <laughs> uh, am I a woman? No. Right, so I'm a man from the film The Wedding Singer. Uh, am I Mr. Goulier? No. <laughs> am I played by the actor Steve Buscemi? No. Fuck. Right, this is it. I don't remember anyone else's names. I'm a bit of a trouble uh, here. Am I the guy who we said had like Lego hair and looked like a mob boss? No, this is easy mode, remember? That's the biggest hint, this I think. This is easy mode. Well, I mean, I've got 10 more questions to dally oh, okay. about with. Yeah. And the, I'm a bloke in the wedding singer. I've got plenty of time. Am I played by Adam Sandler? Yes. Fuck it up. His name is... Uh, Robbie Hart. Am I Robbie Hart? Yes, you are Robbie Hart. That is who the sand you are. Okay, easy mode completed. How many questions did that take you? 13. (laughs) 13. Not bad. I thought you were going to go more niche. I didn't know that you were going to go for it. That was easy mode, mate. Let's go medium mode. You ready to turn this up a notch? Yeah. I don't know. These last two, I think they're on a level, really. I think they're both about the same. Okay, medium. I'm licking that post-it note. I've taken off Robbie Hart and I'm slapping on this one. (laughs) Why is it a whipping sound? <laughs> I'm slapping it. Am I in a film that we've covered in this podcast? Yes. Am I in a film from the 2000s? Yes. Now, when you say 2000s, right, do you mean... The OOs. The OOs, okay. Am I in Mr. Deeds? No. Shit. Am I in 50 First Dates? No. Am I in Click? No. <laughs> That's quite a few, isn't it? Quite, quite a few, a few questions that... there. Uh, yeah, I'm flying through these questions, if I'm honest. Am I from The Longest Yard? No. Am I played by Adam Sandler? No. It's medium mode now, mate. (laughs) I know. Oh, God. Am I (laughs) in the film Bedtime Stories? No. Fucking hell, what is this film? Am I in the film Punch Drunk Love? No. Am I a a woman? No. That's ten questions. (laughs) Am I in the film The Animal? No. Oh, God. What film is this? Am I in the film Eight Crazy Nights? No. <laughs> Am I in the film Funny People? No. Oh, fuck. God, you've nearly done the whole decade. This one's really <laughs> slipped through the net. This is really uh, chaotic. What other films could it possibly be? We've... Am I in the film The Hot Chick? No. Fucking hell, but 14 questions. I'm never going to get this now. I need to really have a think now. So I'm in the films from the 2000s. Oh, for fuck. Am I in Rain Over Me? No. What am I in? There's nothing else. We've done everything else. We've done everything else. <laughs> no, you what haven't. the fuck are you talking about? I've done everything missed... else. I've not missed any of them. Fuck, is it an anger management? Yes. Fuck me. Am I played by Jack Nichols? <laughs> yes. See, that's all it would have taken. You could have got this ages ago. But I said, oh, am I the fucking... Am I Jack Nicholson's character... Uh, I'm going to have to fucking Google because I have no idea what that guy was called in that film. I'm trying to get it out of my fucking mind. I'll give it to you. It counts. It's it uh, counts. Buddy Bridell. I did not like that game. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you didn't like that man, did you? I really didn't, though. God, you fully tried to wipe that from your mind, haven't you? <laughs> I've been going to therapy since watching it. 
Let's go hard hard mode. That should have maybe that should have been hard mode. We've ripped off Buddy Rydell. You've had your anger managed. It's thrown out the window. I'm doing a, do a different method now. The final post-it note, the golden one, the hard one. Whoosh, mm. It's on your forehead. Right. Am I a maniac villain? No. Am I a love interest? No. Inexplicable. Am I played by Adam Sandler? No. Am I played by Steve Buscemi? No. Am I played by Rob Schneider? No. Am I in a film from the last 10 years? No. Am I in a film from the 2000s? Yes. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> Am I in a film that we've covered on this podcast? Yes. Am I in a film that we've put in the pit? No. We're a castle film. Am I from the film Punch Drunk Love? No. <laughs> uh, am I John Turturro's sneaky, sneaky character from <laughs> Mr. Teeth? Nah. I'd be oh, like that one, though. Maybe next That would have been really fun if, I, if I'd got that. Am I in Fifty First Dates? Yes. Mm. Am I that little old man who's dead? <laughs> no. You're not. Oh, God. Whatever his name was. Rest in peace. Right. Am I Am I played by an actor from the Lord of the Rings franchise? Yes. There we go. So it's obviously Ian McKellen's character. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean Astin, uh, whatever his fucking name is in that film. That was a million years ago. Mm-hmm. How the fuck am I ever going to get that? Let me check. He's the brother of the main woman. His name in the film is... Doug, yep. my Doug. He's done it. How many? How many was that? Fifteen. So was that harder than that? Was that I got that quicker than the anger management one, which oh, was okay. seventeen. Mm. So not bad. Not, not bad good at all. <laughs> I mean, that's quite hard. Like, yeah, because otherwise you're just listing films, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun, good stuff. That was all free. You've completed it. You've done well. There wasn't a single one you failed at. No, so you should be very proud of yourself. You know I'm who the sand you are. <laughs> Good picks as well for the uh, the characters. We'll come back to that, I think, in a few weeks. You can fucking yeah. get in the hot seats. Fun game, fun film. It's been a good bloody week. Has, what is really next has. week going to be? Is next week going to be as, <laughs> as enjoyable as this one? So next week is going to be a little film that I've talked about quite a few times because it looks fucking terrible and I can't wait. This is a film called Shakes the Clown. <laughs> Other than the first week of the podcast, the first week of us like planning this out when we were looking through Adam Sandler's IMDb, since then I've not thought about Shakes the Clown at all, other than the I, name of it. I have thought about it every single time we're watching a film. I'm like, why is this not Shakes the Clown? So it looks like a weird 90s dark comedy starring Bobcat Goldthwait. Adam Sandler might be in it for like literally two seconds. Yeah, I have a feeling he's not going to be the star of shakes the clown he's the third credited cast member he plays someone called dink the clown i'm really excited it's only 87 minutes it made no money it looks really 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 terrible i'm really excited tune back in next week to the sound of the pit to find out what we thought about shakes the clown so uh where can people get in touch with us luke people can find us on instagram and twitter at the sandler pit or they can email us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to Joe Tyrone, our music boy, for making some nice, sweet tunes. If you like his music, send him Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. <laughs> I don't know where that's even come from. He just loves Doritos. That's how he gets paid, from Spotify. Yeah, it's, it's a big problem, actually, for him, because he like plays the keyboard and there's always Dorito dust on the keys that he plays. <laughs> His keyboard's just fucking orange, disgusting fingers. Never shake <laughs> his hand. <laughs> Never shake it. <laughs> God's sake. All of these guitars are ruined because of the Doritos. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to cut this out of here. I don't know. I might keep some of it. Please keep it. It's very funny. All right. So, yeah. Thank you to Dorito Tyrone. Also- <laughs> Dorito Tyrone. <laughs> So yeah, good good music. And it's a big thank you to Luke Thomas for his always excellent artwork. Check yeah, out awesome. that on the Instagram. And thank you very much, Luke Terry, for editing these together, uh, cutting them down to a reasonable length. And as always, it's been a very happy Sandler buy from me and a very happy Sandler buy from him. Oh, that's too much, Sandman. <laughs> Stick around after the credits for something special. Let's lose that. I hate it. Right, I've got a big reveal that might upset you. I've told you about it off air, but we've got we've got to share it with the world. (laughs) Yeah, you have. (laughs) (laughs) So for my birthday, you got me a Sandler gift that was this really nice. 
QB Halloween inspired t-shirt, which is a boner donor. We didn't notice it at the time. It actually has more like boner donor. I don't know. Donner, like a kebab. <laughs> it's spelt wrong. It's D-O-N-E-R. And I can see one of the threads have come loose as well. Yeah, which is mad because um, I, I don't want to be horrible or anything, but I've not actually worn it. I don't know how that's happened. What? Uh, I tried to go into Sainsbury's in it, but they said I wasn't allowed in. I don't know why. They weren't big fans of it. I was going to make it into a COVID mask, but I decided not to. <laughs> You got me that. And the story was that I thought I'd won a free t-shirt on Instagram from the Netflix is a joke account, which is like their comedy account. So I clicked on a thing and it had said something about how like Mama Dubois had given me this t-shirt or whatever. So I was well excited about it. Five months past the t-shirt hadn't turned up. So you got me one for my birthday. So I could go out and be a boner donor. I could come represent my favorite film of the year, Hubie Halloween. (laughs) A week after you did that, I got a knock on my door from the postman who probably already is questioning what is going on in my life because I keep answering the door in pyjamas and taking in parcels that say uh, Luke Pokey Terry. This time he saw this envelope coming to me, which is a huge... (laughs) black branded envelope that says Hubie Halloween October 7th Netflix on it and as well as that it has a customs declaration on it because it's from the US (laughs) postage fee unpaid Um, it's been signed and it had a five dollar tariff to get into the country Uh, it says this item may be opened officially when it went through customs Um, and if they opened it they would find this branded so it's got a Hubie Halloween logo pretty good but slightly off colour it's like an eggshell sort of grey for some reason i don't know if it's because it's been in that black envelope for like eight months but uh it's another boner donor t-shirt <laughs> this time it's spelled correctly but the plus is a bit smaller the plus is smaller the color's wrong so if you merge both the t-shirts together you'd get like an accurate movie quality one but both um... together it would be perfect it's good because if one's in the wash at least i can wear the other one <laughs> i was gonna say you could alternate you could wear that boner donor t-shirt every single day for the next year if you wanted yeah i think i think i might to be honest one day i could be the <laughs> boner donor and the other day i could be a donor (laughs) you could put one in a frame as well as getting that t-shirt there was a little postcard from mrs dubois that says enjoy one of my favorite thrift shop finds and don't forget to scan the qr code on the back for more hubie halloween activities this october so there's a little qr code no i didn't scan it but do you want to do it live the, the problem is that hubie halloween came out like months and months ago i think we're probably closer to next halloween than we are to the last one aren't we now yeah like i don't get it i mean i've had parcels take ages but this has been fucking ages i can't remember november december january february five months at the time of recording it's taken to arrive that's insane. It's terrible. Yeah, the one you ordered, you must have ordered that like a few couple of weeks ago and it turned up. So the pros and cons are sort of, I think your one is slowly starting to be slightly better than, than the official one. I just scanned the QR code and all it's done is just take me to Netflix. There's like, it's <laughs> not really an activity, is it? That's just, oh, here's our app. Just taking you to Netflix, not like a game page or a no, page. Or, that is with a very from, shit. Yeah, I'm going to actually send it back to America. I'm going to say I don't need it anymore. <laughs> I can't believe this. When you text me, you sent me a picture of them both side by side and I don't think I've ever laughed as much (laughs) in my life. I can't believe it's made at home. That morning when I opened that, I was just, I was in shock. My hands were shaking. I think I sent you like six messages all in capital letters like you're not going to believe this Loads well i'm really glad all it means is that next time when we see each other you're probably going to get a hubie halloween uh, bonus t-shirt i was thinking more you and emma could go down the fucking aisle at your wedding both wearing matching bonus donut t-shirts those would be a bit baggy uh, yeah that would actually be quite cool classic but yeah proud owner of two bonus donut t-shirts good stuff lovely stuff 